Happy Halloween, Bart! Happy Halloween! We have a special for everybody. Yes, we, we purposely waited until closer to Halloween to have this episode so that we could have a Halloween special. Yep, and we got some, we got some, we found some really interesting, interesting stories just on Halloween, the myths and legends. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting things uh, just about the season. I mean, a lot of it, there's a lot of things that we've heard over the years that Halloween was sort of ad- was adapted from the pagan legends and and this is sort of the way a lot of the holidays go as it is they took that pagan ideas were taken to inco- uh, and incorporated into Christian theology to you know bring more people into it but there was a lot of interesting things about Halloween that I had not heard until reading some of these articles we found. Some of the myths, and then we got some ghost stories, and some traditional Halloween, or Hallow's Eve. Yes. But yeah, that's another one you're talking about. There's so many, like, names just for that day. Exactly. I, I There's Sam Hine. Or Sam Hain, I have yet to figure out how to say it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I think we're go- both going to be slaughtering some of these names. There's uh, what All Saints Day. Yes. Or uh, or Hall- All Soul All Souls Day. Or All Hollow Mass. Bus Mass. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Yeah, because I know a lot of them. All Souls Day is a time for people to pray for the dead. A stage between death and heaven. It also begins the month of the dead, which takes place in November, according to the Christian tradition. Yeah, that is November 1st, mm-hmm. which it would be All Hallows Day, and which would be, which is why the 31st of October is All, is All Hallows Eve. See, that's the interesting part. I've always heard it as Hallows Eve is um, the night before the 31st, be the 30th. That night, like over, which would go into the thirty first, but it's like that whole night is you know the the they say the veil is is thinnest and ghosts and demons and stuff can cross over. It also, oh, okay, I see that's this year. Yeah, down here. Yeah, that actually is this year. Oh, this article was just from two days ago. Mhm. Yeah. I got some. I got some newer stories for us. Some really new stories. Like this, this one, this myth, um, dress up and scare off the evil spirits. You might think putting on a mask is just for the kids, which is kind of ironic because we have all the, um, clowns running around. I have another, I have another one on the clowns on that one too. Um, but it was actually adopted by pagans in the community during Samhain to scare off evil spirits. When people start, start out as animal... What started out is animal skins and heads has turned to something a little less gruesome now. It was hope that wandering spirits seeing people in their weird disguises would assume they were also spirits and let them go free. That's actually kind of common. Yeah, I've heard something like that in the past. A couple different places. No, the whole thing about the clowns. I had... I just, I always get these stories and I don't get a chance to even read them, but it was one I read the beginning of it is, um, on Halloween are the clowns getting ready for a purge? I, yeah, I've heard rumor of that as well. It's like, okay, I want to see somebody try to come up to me. They'd be on the ground. That this whole creepy clown thing. And I have noticed it has started to die off a bit. Which I'm really happy about. It's that or are they just not uh, reporting on it anymore? It's kind of like it's old news and nobody cares. Yeah, that too, possibly. But I haven't heard a lot, like, on the actual news and on podcasts. You know, no one has really reported, you know, all the news stories have been dying down. And I think basically everyone's sick of it. Well, there is one, one. I know they, they, they tried to, and they even said there really isn't a whole lot left. Like, they were not finding much. It's just... Well, there was a couple a couple areas that banned 
banned people wearing uh, the clown costumes until after Halloween, which I'm like, wouldn't it, wouldn't you want them to be banned all the time? Like, yeah, why, why wait after why? Halloween and let them wear it? Exactly. Why is anyone going to wear it? Why is anyone going to, on a regular basis, dress as a clown during the month of November? Well, it's been going since, what, August? Yeah. The end of August? Uh, I don't know. Like I said, we cross into an alternative universe. Instead of seeing Bigfoot everywhere or four-foot-tall owls, we've got clowns. And I did hear, um, I was watching Good Morning America uh, last week, and there was one university that was cutting down on, you know, there was one, it was a frat house at this one university, and they said, here's the list of costumes we are not permitting anywhere near our frat house. And it was there was a there was a lot of you know the really horrible sexy nurse and sexy goldfish and all that stuff, but clowns was one of the was on the list because they basically said we there's too many horrible you know things that have happened with clown that are happening with clowns right now. We just we don't want to get into it. We just don't want to see clowns around here. That's funny. You would think the big frat boys would be all big and tough. But no, it was basically, you know, where they they were trying to, you know, include everybody and didn't want, you know, we don't we don't want sexist costumes around here. We don't want clowns. We just, you know, let's make it friendly for everybody. Oh, work, my work. Talking about clowns, my work. I, I know some of my coworkers are deathly afraid of clowns. Like deathly. And we ended up having the Halloween party at work on Friday. I figured it would have been Monday, but they had it Friday. In the um, uh, mail room, they shut the door and turned the lights off. And I'm like, okay, I didn't think anything of it. I went open to the door just a little bit, just dropped my mail in. Somebody had put a clown that squeaked and yelled, help, let me out, on the desk, on the, the table. And then they put plastic bugs all over the floor. I'm like, okay. So I get back and I, I am the one girl I know is scared to death of them and told her, if you got mailed, don't go in there. Yeah. I'll do it for you. And then she was just like freaking out. I get OMG, you know, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, don't go in there. Just giving you a heads up. Because knowing her, she would have like freaked out and started crying. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. But talking about that stuff, I got another one. Did you know jack-o'-lanterns were originally made from turnips? I, I have heard this, and the reason, I don't remember the reason that they were changed from turnips to pumpkins, other than it just, oh, here it is, because they were cheaper than turnips. But this year, it, they had to go back to turnips because of um, the, they were having too much water and they didn't really grow. Which is crazy, because every time I go to the grocery store, there are more pumpkins than can fit outside. But you have to think, that's here in America. This is coming yeah. from uh, England. That's true. But yeah, the legend of Stingy Jack inspired the carving. Now this, I think carving the turnips is scarier than the pumpkins. He trapped he trapped the devil, only letting him go on the condition that Jack would never go to hell. However, when he died, Jack learned that heaven was out due to the devilish dealings, so he was condemned to wander the earth as a ghost for all eternity. Gifted Jack a lump of burning coal by the devil, Jack carried it around in a carved-out turnip to light his way. That's yeah, and actually, I there's more to this story that I just heard recently. Um, apparently, it was yeah when he died, um, the devil basically said, "Well, you're definitely not going to heaven." And oh yeah, look at our deal here. Well, you're not allowed to go to you're not. I'm not allowed to take your soul yet, so. You're not going to hell either. But yeah, turnips are tiny. I mean, well, sort of. That would be kind of creepy walking around with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the image that they've got on this website here, it's freaky enough. Well, it's, well, it's, it's in a museum, so it's probably like old and dried out. Yeah. But it looks like a shrunken head without hair. 
Exactly, but a fresh and turnip looks, would be just as bad. Yeah. But yeah, it looks like a shrunken head without a nose and hair. You know what? It's an alien. <laughs> it's an alien skull. That's what this looks like. Although I've always told the greys don't have teeth, and this has got teeth. That would be kind of scary. It would be. Which sort of, it's... Having that on... In the front of your house lit up would be... I mean, if you're trying to if you're trying to find a way to lure off spirits, that would be the way to go instead of a pumpkin. Yeah, just salt and the oh, the two brothers from Supernatural. You just, that's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need. Well, there's another uh, legend here that, and something else I've heard, which probably says exact, which probably tells. That I listen to way too many podcasts. Hey, I listen to a whole about, bunch too. <laughs> about this stuff because I'm here suddenly I'm all these stories I'm hearing like every day now. But we're giving a fresh take on them. Sort of. <laughs> yes. Um back uh there's many people out right now with skeletons hanging in their front yard mm-hmm. or like um someone down the street from me has sitting on a tire swing nice yes i I had to take a double take because it's got a hoodie on and i (laughs) thought someone was actually in it oh that is good um but apparently in 2012 a mailman was uh delivering a package and thought that there that the corpse hanging in the front yard was actually was just a Halloween decoration and turns out it was the house's resident who had who had died in correction he wasn't hanging um it was just on the porch but apparently the person had had been coming home from work uh, that night and collapsed on the front porch. Yeah, but this was November second, according to the story. Yeah, yeah, but look at how lo- how long it takes people to get their decorations down. Yeah, or the stores. There we got Christmas decorations up before Halloween. Oh yeah, when you have when you have the fake blood right next to the Christmas lights. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Totally. <laughs> and then you have the skulls. And then the, the cats, the, the, the skeleton cats. Well, the skeleton cats you could just put in your Christmas tree. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Where's your cat? Into the tree. Oops, I guess it was chewing on the Christmas <laughs> lights a little too much. Is that what that is? Exactly. Uh, oh, here's another one. <laughs> Did you know if you bite into a Halloween cake and hit a thimble... You'll be unlucky in love. That I had not heard of. I've heard the... There's like a New Year's version of that, too. You eat Christmas? Where you bite until you... There's a baby or something? I think there's another one they do it with a ring. Oh, inside the cake? Mm-hmm. Part of the Halloween tradition in colonial America involved the baking of a Halloween cake. Bakers would hide various things in the cake to tell the future. A thimble was a symbol of bad luck with ladies or gentlemen. Also, presumably a sign that you'll, you've will you got a costly <laughs> visit to the dentist in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I want to do. I want Well, hey, it'd probably get people to swear off sweets. It would, yes. And there's, there's actually a legend that's um, the other side of this. Uh, True love. Uh, the history of bobbing for apples. This is something I, he- I heard and read recently. Apparently, there's a couple different stories. Either uh, ladies would write their names on the stem of an apple, or they'd put it on the bottom of the apple. In both ways, uh, then men would go and bob for apples and it would be it would just basically be a contest to see who would get their apple 
and whoever got the person got the girl's apple that would be their true love that's kind of cool it is and i that i never really understood bobbing for apples mainly because i've never gone to any halloween parties i went to uh, one on friday and they did bobbing for um apples and bobbing for donuts the apples make sense the donuts is a little disgusting um, they, they tie them to a string and they're dangling above your head and you can't use your hands and you have to eat the donut. Okay, that's a little better. I was, I was thinking the donuts would be in water. <laughs> that would disintegrate before it even gets it. It would. No, they did, now, um, they did this. It would make it worse if you put the donuts in grease. Oh, no. <laughs> we ain't burning no little kids. Yes. No, they tied, they took the donuts and tied, um, poked, um, fishing wire through it and hung it so it was above their heads okay yeah that makes sense and that's actually kind of cool mm-hmm. that's what we did on friday i sat my nice warm onesie <laughs> you need to get one i told jesse she needs to get one too no no dude it was so warm but only thing on me was cold was my a little bit of my feet my hands i was a purple dragon or pink dragon i wanted the unicorn but didn't have it in my size I'm going to be running around the con with it. And Monday. It was so toasty, but I'm so short my tail was so, like, not where near my butt. Ken laughed at me because it looked like something else. Um, then, actually, you know, going back to the jack-o'-lantern story here. Yep, uh, side note, there's a, just a little rambling. Oops. Yes. Uh, there's a tradition... <laughs> there's a tradition in Somerset um, for Halloween of children marching around with jack-o'-lanterns which they call punkies and but this uh it says begging for candles and money is threatening those who wouldn't cough up so basically a different form of trick-or-treating extra it makes it extra sinister and the fact that they're that this band of marauding youngsters is generally led by a punky king or queen and they sing a song which sounds very tim burtony it does. It's punky. And, oh, you know what? I just um, noticed on the website there's a video of the song I did not see before. Oh, should we play it? We should. Okay. I'm going to play this Punky Night song. Let's see if it'll play. And then we'll have all this posted on our website. The video is really creepy. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's not going to work. Hold on. Hold on. Ugh. I don't think it's going to want to play right. No, we'll ha- we'll have to post the video specifically on the we- on our website, but it is creepy. I just listened to it. Mm-hmm. Well, it was coming through my headphones, and it didn't. I was trying to get it to work, and it didn't want to work. Yeah, and I don't feel like I'm plugging anything because <laughs> that would be bad. Yes, but basically the lyrics are: "It's punky night tonight. It's punky night tonight. Adam and Eve would not believe it's punky night tonight." Very Timberney. Yeah, and it doesn't sound that bad until you hear this band play the song. <laughs> it's only 50, 50 seconds, but this would make a great metal weird. song. This would make yes. a really, really good metal song. Can you imagine? This would be funny. But yeah, I'm wondering if um, because this kind of reminds me of something that you know that would probably inspire Tim Burton. Oh yeah. I'm trying to think what would that be, which, because it's the, oh, I see him, it's the skeleton one. Nightmare Before Christmas? Is that the one? I think, I think that's what it is. Does it sound, it sounds like something like it would be on his. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, this is Halloween. Mm Mm-hmm, that's it, that's it. And then, uh. This one, I've heard this one multiple times before. Talk about the Michael Myers mask in the movie Halloween. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows it was William Shatner. <laughs> I've never understood the Walter William Shatner mask. Okay, you're going funny now, too. You sound drunk. Can you hear me? Yeah, for a minute you sounded drunk. It was funny, but yeah, it was just. Um, turns out the 
the mask of William Shatner, which cost them two bucks. That's probably why they used it. They modified they modified it a bit, spray painting it white, and made it a bit scarier, and it became one of the iconic images. See, that's why you gotta like like indie stuff, you know? Because they had a went on to take seventy million worldwide, but their budget was only three hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars. What is it? You, you, you go with the, she- the cheapest method. That still looks good. Yeah, that's what they ended up doing. Okay, hold on. But that, I mean, that would get to go, you know, as creepy as you can for whatever money you have. Exactly. And then you hear about this one. Uh, it's a German holiday Halloween special thing. If you're in Germany on Halloween, hide your knives. It's kind of funny because we were just talking about Mike Myers and that's what he used. Exactly. They celebrate Halloween in Germany, but as a time to honor and respect the dead. One tradition is to hide all knives in the house for the fear that the returning spirits may injure themselves on the knives that are left out. I find that kind of amusing. Yeah, I if it's just a spirit... You know, unless it's a a spirit knife. How is it even going to, like, touch it, though? You know, if it's a ghost, it's just going to go right through it. Yeah, I think it just goes with the idea of, you know, be respectful to everyone, you know, living or dead, and make sure there's nothing sharp around. Because there's a number of logical problems with this tradition, not least of which is that ghosts tend to be dead already, so how much damage can a knife realistically do? But if you start applying logic to the idea of the dead walking the earth, hmm. But then you can always enjoy ghost beans. Beans of the yes, dead. Yes, this is one that I kind of like. In Italy, there's a traditional Halloween recipe, which this is something I kind of wish that, I'd, that I would have known about before tomorrow at my work Halloween party. I could, and I would have had time to make it. You still do. True. I I gotta get the ingredients and find the recipe. Um, but it's a there's a traditional Halloween cookie that's sort of like a macaroon and called Fav de Morti, which is beans of the dead. And to say what's in the cookie, I'm gonna have to look. It looks like a um almost like a shortbread cookie almost for the picture. It does. Like a butterflower cookie? If so, those yeah. are like one of the... Well, they can be easy, but then they can be... But yeah, looking at this picture, it looks like butter cookies, which wouldn't be too yeah. difficult. I just pulled up the recipe here, and it looks like it's... Use almonds or almond meal and cinnamon. And apparently, according to this recipe, a shot of rum. Ooh. Okay. But it, uh, yeah, you pe- peel the almonds if you're using whole almonds and pop the skins off and let them air and dry out. Or you just which go to I'm the guessing, store. yeah, I'm guessing is why they did almond meal. <laughs> yeah, or just buy it yourself. Yeah, but so they're baking almond cookies. But going to uh, talking about food and stuff. You know, the whole... You heard the stories of um, kids dying for poisoned candy? Yeah, there... Tends to be the family. I was reading the other one. The one... Let's see. Usually it's a family member that has tampered with the candy and not a stranger. But this one says, for example, there was a case of uh, Ronald O'Brien who laced his son's sweets with cyanide in Texas in 74. Or the case in Detroit in 1970 where a five-year-old Kevin died of a heroin overdose after his uncle after his uncle after he found his uncle's stash of the drug. His family later sprinkled heroin over his candy to try and protect his uncle. Instead, they killed a kid. Another, uh, uh, hmm. Okay, this one doesn't have this story. There's a story of the candy sticks. The candy sticks? Which, well, the pixie sticks just, just they're nothing but sugar. 
Yes. I've never heard of the one about the pixie sticks. Story of the pixie sticks is kids, and this is to be somewhat probably not right because I remember if you hear killer legend, it's where are no. we starting at? Um, the pixie sticks. I've never heard of um of the legend of the pixie sticks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The there's actually a documentary on Netflix called Killer Legends. Mm-hmm. That goes through a bunch of different urban legends, like the the hook hand, um, and the pixie sticks. I think they they do an entire story about uh, clowns and the clown graveyard, which I believe is in Chicago. I can't remember exactly where, but it the pixie stick story is. The kids had been going around trick-or-treating, and it was, Dad, Dad, can we go to one more house? And they did. And when they came home, they started going through their candy and immediately went for the giant pixie sticks because it's, of course, nothing but sugar. Mm -hmm. And apparently two out of the three kids, because the one kid didn't eat them, uh, were poisoned. Apparently, these pixie sticks, because of the way that they're that they're made, you know, it's just like a giant tube. Mm-hmm. The top was sort of just stapled shut, but because they didn't, they had not seen them before, they didn't realize that wasn't how it was supposed to be. And turns out, it was the father that had done it. It was just sort of, at, you know, it was oh crap, we need, you know, more candy, and they grab more candy. And apparently, it the entire thing had been laced. I don't remember what was in it, but there was some sort of poison inside it. Could have been cyanide. That may, I believe, that's what it was. Yes. And this is something, of course, that I could look up immediately as I'm talking, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't have to. <laughs> but yeah, there's so many stories like that because I remember, like, growing up and going through the candy and like anything that wasn't like sealed sealed we weren't allowed anything that was remotely kind of open we weren't allowed to have yeah you know, and like, a lot of that happened after this event like i've seen you know there's there i've seen the posters and whatnot from that time you know take bring your candy in free x-ray you know and stuff like that well, i remember you know the x-ray with the obviously fake obvious fake picture of a razor blade inside an apple. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Well, because, see, I'm one of three. And I remember always dumping them out in piles on the floor. And um, we would trade, like, trade. But my aunt or my mom or somebody would go through it as we were going through it. Yeah. And that's... It's hard to say whether... Like, I, it's definitely, you can say, that event is what caused, what caused you know people to start watching the candy but it's hard to say you know if any other events actually happened or it was just you know this happened and suddenly somebody says oh well something like that happened to me well i think a lot of it also was a good good excuse for the parents to steal the kids candy oh yeah that's what it is. It was a it was a ploy. Scare the kids not eating their candy, and the parents ate, ate it instead. There was you. There, I don't even know how many Reese cups I stole from my sister when she was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I never went trick or treating, so I just took her. I just took her Reese cups. <laughs> I did way up until my early thirties. Shh. <laughs> uh huh. Well, don't take your mask off if you see a Chihuahua. The parent, the people look at you stupid. <laughs> but it was so cute. You kind of reveal your identity then. No, not really, because it was dark and I could barely see anything anyways, let alone with the mask off. I did. I trick-or-treated way, way, way. I just buy my own candy. Although I did buy, well, I bought candy for work and I had a co-worker because I bought, you, do you know what Mary Jane's candy, like Mary Jane's is? Yeah. The peanut butter? She thought it was drugs. Well, it does say Mary Jane on it. it. She thought it was drugs because I had put it underneath the Reese, the Reese Hershey candy, and I have this pumpkin people thingy that my mother-in-law made eons ago. It's on my desk at work. So she proceeds to go over, pick it up, smack its bottom, and steal candy out of its top. 
out of top of its head because it's the plastic pumpkin head. Like, like seriously, drugs. But then I proceeded to tell her, I said, you grew up in no man's land. And she was offended. But then she's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, I told you, I know. Well, the last thing on this uh, list, it says urban legends come from somewhere. Probably your hometown. And we all... Which so- that's what I was going to say. That sort of fits in with our next stories and something that we're going to try to start doing on future podcasts. Yeah, because we've been looking into a lot of them, and there's so many just in our area. Oh, so- yeah. Ohio is definitely... There is definitely something in Ohio, which, I mean... Buffy the Vampire Slayer said it, said it, you know, there's a hell mouse in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there may actually be a hell mouse in Cleveland for all we know. <laughs> I think you're right. Because, I mean, we have, we have UFOs, unexplained lights, ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot. Um, we even have Mothman that's come over to a little bit of Ohio. I can't, oh, what else? We have Dogman. Tons of other stuff. You know, we have the cats that shouldn't be here in Ohio. There's so many. There's so many. But, talking about the legends, there's an old um, Hell Farm and Village not far from us. I've been there, and this place is just, it's beautiful. They've, um, a lot of it is, uh, they've brought in old houses from other areas just to preserve them and save them. Yeah, um, and Hill Farm's not the only one that's done this. You know, other different villages have done the similar things. Mm-hmm. But this is just, this is the famous one mainly, you know, because every elementary school, you know, in the surrounding areas has taken at least one field trip to this place. And um, not that long ago, they filmed a movie there, too. Yes. We'll fill you in once it comes out, but they filmed a movie here. But, um... This is um, the the Jagger House at Hale Farms, and this is a little story. And then I have another story about one of the one of the other buildings. But this one, of course, it's a typo. We both chuckled at that. Yeah. Jagger was born around. We think it's eighteen twenty eight. They have nineteen twenty eight, which is kind of amusing because that makes him a time traveler if he built his house in eighteen forty five. Exactly. So but, it might just so you know there may not actually be a ghost here. It may just you know be a delusion of time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The back room has a time vortex where it goes in and out. But was born in Massachusetts. He built, he moved to Bath Township, Ohio, where he established himself as a carriage maker and built his home in 1845. <clears throat> the house was relocated from Cleveland Massillon Road to Hell Farms in 1962. It was the first building moved to the site by the Western Reserve Historical Society. Extensive uh, restoration efforts transformed the house back to its original design. Um, In the early uh, 2000s, an anonymous former employee of the Hale Farm wrote to tell the haunting of the Jagger house. The most frightening house at Hale by far is the Jagger house. The house itself hates. I hate it. I hated to work in the house even during the day and whoever worked in there would just become hateful the entire day. If you stay in the house just for a few minutes, you just hated everything and everyone. People that worked that house together would be arguing constantly, which is ironic because I saw something kind of like that when I was there. It was a younger guy and an older guy and the older guy was manning the thing and the younger guy was back and forth working back behind and they were kind of snippy. The older guy was kind of snippy. Yeah, unless, and unless you unless you spend a lot of time there in that house, you you wouldn't even think about it. Exactly, because I, I thought, oh, you know, it's typical. Even back then, you know, you got the older guy, the younger guy. The older guy is in charge. The younger guy has to do, you know, what the older guy wants. Which yeah. is kind of interesting. Mm. And then the other one, and there is another one about um the what was this one? The gold. Goldsmith, Goldsmith house. Goldsmith. Now this one is huge, and it's if it's the one I think it is. I think it's the really big yellow house, which kind of would make sense. But there's a story from another around employee. <clears throat> a few years back, I worked at at Hale Farm. From talking to my coworkers, I do believe that the Goldsmith house was haunted, and that it was haunted by an older female. 
However, she was never aggressive towards anyone. She just let her presence be known. For instance, one of my coworkers told me about the day that she unlocked the house and went up to the master's bedroom to open a window. When she entered, she saw a form imprinted on the mattress of the bed like someone was laying there. Then it would disappear as if someone was getting up. That was that was really the only story I ever heard about the goldsmith. However, walking into that basement felt like walking into a tomb. The cellars were very low and it was always cold no matter the season, which that's the reason why they did the cellars because it was always cold. That's how they kept their food. Exactly. <clears throat> Another odd thing about the goldsmith house was during the fall. Every fall, the master's bedroom's west, western wall would become covered with flies. It was so bad that we would have to close off the portion of the house. It was pretty freaky. No one could could explain why. The most frightening house... Ah, and the next one's getting back into the Jaeger house. Yeah. That I find interesting. But see, when I was there, there were just so many people and I didn't see any, like... Normally, like, I... I could tell when something's not quite kosher, but I I just thought this place was huge. This is the yellow yeah, house. Yeah, and I, I, I'm looking at a picture of the Goldsmith's house right now. It's the big yellow house, right? Yes, it is. It, it's, it's got the, the big the big two-floor house, two-floor uh, building with the two side buildings attached to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, these, these, I mean it's awesome. You know, places like this are saving it because we had one not far from us. It's a 150-year-old house, uh, schoolhouse. And some uh, kids over the summer decided to go in and burn it down. The oh. out, like, the brick is still there. But you can see, like, the damage on some of the windows and things. But the, the um, obviously, if they caught it fire, the wood was gone. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know what, what all was in it. I know they it was moved. But they did catch the kids, though. Oh, good. They were stupid. Not a surprise. <laughs> well, our last story that we have about Halloween are some of the Celtic legends. These were I was reading some of this story too. It was kind of interesting. Yeah, this. Um, oh no, that is a different link. Never mind. Um, it, the Celtic celebration of Halloween is actually named Samhain uh, or Samhain. Neither of us actually really understand how to say it. Yeah, we're going to slaughter these words. Sorry, people, if we're pronouncing them wrong. Excuse me. But um, I know that the, Celt- the Celts believe the year is divided into two parts. The lighter half in the summer and the darker half in the winter. Samhain or Halloween, as it's known, as it's now called, was divided into these halves. Celtics believe that the veil between our world and the other world was thinnest at the time, which is Halloween the 31st. Which is the the Day of the Dead. And Day of the Dead is the first, yeah. Or mm-hmm. All Saints Day, which, like yep. we were saying before. Mm-hmm. But I find that interesting that a lot of the cultures, they all believe that. Because I know uh, Wiccan. Wiccan is another one that believes, you know, the veil. There's a yes. thinness right there. Hmm. Um. But this, the story that I've got here, they have different. They have several different stories. About uh, Sam Hain. Uh, some of that, not a lot of them. Excuse me. Um, are very close to what we consider for Halloween. Um, but there is um, a couple stories here. Fiona McCool, uh, which uh, is from Tales of the Elders. Every year at Samhain, for 23 years, a fire-breathing creature named Aileen would lull men of Tara to sleep and burn the quartz to the ground during the night while they were sleeping. Fionn McCool avoided sleeping by sticking the sharp end of his spear into his forehead and killed Aileen with the spear on Samhain. Because of this deed, he was made the head of the Fianna. Half of those words, I'm pretty sure I butchered. Yeah, it's all good. That's kind of interesting. <clears throat> that kind of reminds me of, like, all the, the Viking tales, too. It does. You know, you got the guy who was able to kill the monster. Then there's another one here, which... 
Okay, here it is. Uh, in the midst, the wooing of Emer, uh, the story says that tells the story of the courtship of Emer, who is transformed into various creatures be, before being reunited with her husband. Uh, Samhain is the first of the f- four quarter days mentioned by the heroine. In the story, also in the story, uh, Angus claims the kinship, kingship of Bruna Boyne, which is today Newgrange uh, on Samhain. So a lot of this stuff happens on Halloween specifically. Too much hard cider. Exactly. And there are some other stories, but some of these are kind of interesting, but they, they, they strike me as very similar to some of the Viking stories. <clears throat> yeah, and a lot of it is this is they wait till this specific day to invade. Mm-hmm. But um, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be around the time right now this would be like the end of harvest season? For a lot of the uh, fruits and vegetables, it would be. So if you're going, if you plan to invade, and you know, ca- invade and take your prize, this would be the time to do it because this is when you could get the most most stuff. Right, and you have everybody in one place and not all over the place. Exactly. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I want to read up more on some of the local legend stuff. We've been finding some really interesting stories and things on here. Yeah, and I found a couple websites that are nothing but local legends of all the states. Mm-hmm. And I got a couple books that, of, of just Ohio that I got to read up on, too. Yeah, I've gone down to a, through a couple of different rabbit holes, specifically just in Summit County, we are. And so there's in future shows, we're going to have at least one local urban legend. We just had two stories right here of yes. hauntings that are not that far. Although that the Jagger House has me kind of kind of curious. How how could the house like is the house upset that it got moved? That there's something with the house? It may be. It depends. That's just one of those things. Like you have to, you have to find you know evidence from back in back before the 60s to see if it was if it felt the same way back then i'll look it up oh i think i misspelled it we'll see if i can find it most of the stories that i came across are from being from when it was in hale farm hmm be something to look up because the Jagger House was the first building moved there. Mm-hmm. Well, this isn't the only one. I just looked up Jagger House, and there's one in New York. <laughs> Same legends? I don't know. There's also one in Oregon City, apparently. Huh. What if they're haunted? Oh. No, apparently, actually, this is a bed breakfast. <laughs> Most likely haunted. It could be. Come, this one doesn't want to load. Most likely haunted. And this one in New York is a historic house located in West Hampton in Suffolk. It doesn't have a whole lot. Ah, this was built in 1748 in a large 19th century edition. Um, it was added to the National Registry of Historic Places in 1708. Ooh. Wow, that's old. <laughs> so, um... Probably something to end our show with. Not entirely sure how true this is, but um, just searching for the Jagger House Haunted. Mm-hmm. I came across this story from someone's blog. Oh, uh, is that, it a vampire? Because I just popped it up too. No. Um, Mick Jagger's home in France is haunted. Mm-hmm. I just popped that the mystery of the haunted vampire make Jagger's haunted house. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> hey, hey, they say that a good chunk of uh, celebrities... Oh, yeah, talking about the celebrities. I got this one, and I'm like, I want, I want, to, I want to jump so deep in this rabbit hole. But I had heard that 
a bunch of the celebrities and like the government officials and politicians, they all belong to this like black occult. I'm like, that would be kind of interesting to jump down to and listen to. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna end our show because I think we're about almost an hour, aren't we? It don't matter. Okay, but yeah, I'm going to end with this story that I it it was uh, haunted vampire taken, house. Well, I don't see the vampire one. This is a headless ghost. This is the this is the one I'm looking at from 05. It's the mystery of the haunted vampire. Okay, we're yeah. Okay, but this is this is a this uh one doesn't have to do with vampires apparently. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you're looking at the same one then. Mm-hmm. But here's uh taken from a Rolling Stone article. Mick Jagger's daughter Elizabeth uh revealed this quote. That's not the only revelation Elizabeth made in the... Oh, this is a quote from the interview. That's not the only revelation Elizabeth made in the interview. She also said there is a headless ghost haunting the Jagger, Jagger family's holiday home in France. This is a bit freaky, but when I was three years old, I saw the ghost of a woman holding her head when we were on holiday at my dad's home in France, she told El Girl. The house was raided during the French Revolution, and all the residents were buried in the garden. My sister Georgia saw the ghost when she was four, and my brother Gabriel kept talking about her now. Keeps talking about her now. The only one who hasn't seen it is brother James, and Elizabeth has an explanation for this anomaly. I was sitting next to my brother James when I saw her, but he didn't see a thing. We think he's missing that spiritual jet. Spiritual or something. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. That is interesting. Wow, I did not even... That is not something I expected for Jagger House. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you type in one thing, you get something completely different. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I will have all of our contact information in the notes. Everybody knows. Yes. Well, you can find us, get a hold of us. If you have any stories, urban legends, let us know. Yes, and I will say, if any anybody listened to our last two episodes, I did not post the information on Facebook like I should have. However, it was in show notes. So if you're looking for any of that information, it is in the show notes, and you can find all the links there. Okay. I was really bad a couple weeks ago and just didn't post anything. And well, I'm still having a little issue with Twitter for some reason. Well, I took care of Twitter, but we've been sick okay, and good. just tired and yeah, cramming everything in between trying to do everything because I'm in the process of eating my breakfast and it's like 1130. <laughs> 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 All right, Bart, I will see you tomorrow. I will see you tomorrow. For... Geek Watch One. For, yeah, for some milkshakes. Yes. And actually, if anybody is interested in but, well, anything... It would be... Well, when this goes up, it'll be tonight. Because I'm going to try okay. to edit this today and get it up tonight. Oh, cool. Or tomorrow. But uh, what I was going to say is, uh, if you go to geekwash1.com and look at Saturday the 29th, the post for Saturday the 29th, if you're, int- if you're looking for any spooky music to listen to uh, to freak people out, uh, that's not Thriller, uh, because I have officially said I'm sick of that song now after hearing it every day of the month. <laughs> uh, you can find some, in- some interesting music that I came across. Okay, well, Bart, I will see you later. I will see you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.